Welcome to Integrity Inspire, your daily dose of inspiration and motivation, featuring the bright and talented members of the Integrity Marketing Group family. Now, here's your host, Integrity co-founder and CEO, Brian W. Adams. Well, all right, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for uh, joining us today on Integrity's Inspire podcast. Man, you know, the way we live today, I think we've all become accustomed to finding things we, we want almost instantaneously. We keep moving faster. Things are, we go online to get, get uh, answers, to get products, to, to find uh, services we need. And, uh, uh, we, we're even carrying our phones in our pocket everywhere we go. I mean, I, right now I'm on my cell phone. Most, most of us, we, we have an office phone, but a lot of times we're on our cell phone is, is part of that, that process. And if you, if you need something, you get it right away, right? Um, and success is, is one of the, one of the things we realize is that success is one of those things that doesn't come instantaneously. It doesn't, it's not one of those things you can just call up on your phone or Google or get on Amazon and say, I want to be successful. It takes a lot of hard work and it just doesn't happen instantaneously. And today's guest is my great friend, Brad Campbell, who's executive vice president of Savers Marketing. And he understands that reality. In fact, he spent decades slowly and methodically building a successful career. And in a lot of ways, Brad has booked in, book, bookend uh, to another guest we featured recently on this podcast, our other great friend and his partner, Bill Douglas. Brad and Bill have both seen, both been at, at uh, Savers and seen uh, Savers grow since 1985. And they worked through all kinds of different challenges together during that time. Uh, like Bill, Brad is incredibly passionate about his work, and he loves helping those around him succeed. He also is one of the most genuinely humble and grateful people I have ever been around. He's worked hard for everything that he's achieved and has taken nothing for granted. I can tell you whenever I get a chance to be around Brad and Bill and Matt and Scott and everybody at Savers, honestly, but... When you get a chance to be around Brad and his lovely bride Lori, you uh, you just feel better about yourself. And uh, and I'm always feel inspired anytime I get to spend time with this guy. Uh, and and he's always looking for ways to encourage you. And uh, so I cannot wait to have my good buddy Brad Campbell on the podcast today. Brad, thank you so much for joining us. And more importantly. Thank you for always making people feel good. There's a there's there's something that uh, that that uh, there's just something about that that just uh, makes you special, and I appreciate you, man. Brian, thank you very much. It's uh, thank you for doing this uh, podcast too, and I've really enjoyed hearing from all the other partners to get to know their story. And man, I'm just humbled and honored to be on this. And I I really thought that if I just kept a low profile, just lie low and keep listening, that I wouldn't be on the podcast because my story's not all that great, but uh, you found me, and, and so here we go. Um, it's kind now, of listen, a listen, that, that Listen, that, that, is, that is the humility that, that you just demonstrated exactly what I'm talking about, man. I, I, I got to tell you, I, I think, 
I think kindness and humility. Yeah, I mean we're we're in this we're in this fast paced world where people want to go go go. Let's get let's get this going. Um, I'm really guilty of that, man. I like I, listen. I'm one of the more impatient people in the world, as most people know me well would uh, would attest to. But um, man, I think that kindness and humility is is just so overlooked and so important uh, for long term success. Maybe not short term success. Maybe you can get you can make a quick buck. Um, but but like what Mike Newton was talking about just a minute ago about um, really making sure that, that we're reaching out to people and caring for them um, and, uh, and and the the way that they're doing it you know the younger guys today and gals today and, and social media uh, are being able to leverage that tool um, I, I think it's so so important I, I also got to brag a little bit but but uh, I. My son, Asher, was, they had their kind of award ceremony virtually yesterday where the teacher, you know, kind of said, he just got out of first grade. The teacher kind of went around and said, this kid's most athletic and gave him like an award kind of virtually and stuff. And, and, uh, he gave, so Asher got the friendship award and, and his award was, um, for being kind to others and always being a good friend. And I, I honestly, I was more proud of that than as a father. I was more proud of that than any other award he could have gotten. And that's what I told my boys. I set them down afterwards and I said, I don't care what you do or what you, what, what, what you choose to do for a living or, or what you do when you grow up. The only thing that, that, we care about and what my wife and I pray for them is that they're kind. And so we don't care what you, you become, what you do, just always be kind. And, uh, and as I was preparing for this, this morning's, uh, um, podcast, I was thinking about you, my friend, and how you just, you get the friendship award for, for, um, for, I think integrity. And you're always just so kind and encouraging to others. And I think it's interesting to hear, all of the backgrounds of all the successful people like you, and you have been um, incredibly successful, um, but it didn't come easy. Um, your pathway uh, never never came easy. So, what was what was what was your kind of pathway, and what all kind of give us some of the background? Well, actually, it's a reoccurring theme. I I too came from humble beginnings. We were actually pretty poor, but we didn't know it because we had such a strong family and family ties and it went deep to grandparents and and you know growing up I played sports and that was great because uh, I was able to have a shower <laughs> and, uh, and fortunately we mother and dad built a little ranch style house and that was that was great had my own room and man I'm so fortunate I've been blessed so much my whole life and I've been blessed with a great family and and now I still have my mom. She's uh, 89 years old, still driving and trying to sit on her during all this stuff going on. And uh, a great daughter graduated from Clemson with psychology degree. So she's my friend and counselor. And have my wife and I, Lori, we have three great, fantastic grandchildren. And Brian, I love hearing you talk about your boys. And Campbell, she's 11 and going on 15. She is just a gorgeous girl. And Caleb... 
grandson, he is such a tough little guy. He is he's great. And then Brody, he's six, and he blesses everybody. And my wife, I'm so blessed to have her. What a great woman she is and a great wife. And and she doesn't hesitate to keep me humble and grounded in a loving way. <laughs> speak, the, speak the truth in love, Dr. J. She, she <laughs> can would, do she it. Would <clears throat> she would tell you that as well. But, hey, so I, I want to come back to that. So you, you said some you said something that was interesting. So um, you, you love playing sports because it gave you a chance to take a shower. Did Did you guys not have a shower in your house? No, we had a little four four room house, and uh, my sister and I in bunk beds shared a room. And and uh, but fortunately enough, we were we were blessed to be able to mother and dad build a house when I started high school, and uh, oh, that was great. And uh, but it, it was we were poor, but just didn't really know it. We had a lot of love. Wow, that is a that's amazing. You, you don't think about people not being able to have have uh be able to just take a shower, something that we all just take for granted uh today. I, I love that you talked about your family. Um and and really I love this just the way that you even talked about them. Uh you said Campbell, um you, you said uh, Caleb and then Brody. Um and and just talked about your your whole family. Family means so much. I mean, it's one of our core values. It's really why we do what we do. Uh, and when you think about it, it this this business is all about uh, supporting and protecting families for the clients and customers that we serve, and and also our own. I mean, all the families that we personally have. And there's, I think, there's no more noble of a business to be in than than what we're doing about protecting families. And, and you know that as well as anyone else after all these years. But I also know it took you a little while to find the insurance business, right? Uh, tell us a little bit more about how uh, how you found the insurance business. Well, I uh, I really never wanted to be in the insurance business. I know I probably shouldn't say that, but... When I graduated from college, I that, um, that's okay. Got, that's okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know a lot of people that grew up saying, <laughs> "I can't wait to be an insurance salesman." So <laughs> don't, don't feel bad. About that. I think we're all in that that, uh, that 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 kind of line of thinking. Well, my first uh, experience with it wasn't that good, but the Lord just opened doors for me as He closed doors. But when I graduated from college. I got married, didn't have a job, so I went back to the uh, what I had helped helped pay for my college education, and that was working for a small fencing company. And so here I was with a college degree, working for a fence company, and I was digging the holes and mixing up the mud, as we call it, the concrete. And funny, they called me professor, but uh, and um, but. That is a seasonal business, and so it ran out in the fall, and, and I found a job with uh, Liberty Life Insurance Company, and I was running a debit. And um, it was, um, I really had no training and basically got it on my own. My staff manor, manager, we didn't get along too well because he wanted me to um, cheat and, you know, add a dollar of premium on so I could give them a little accident policy. And, I, you know, that's immoral and, and against the law. And I didn't do it. So after six months, he was going to try to fire me. And um, some of my buddies that was in the business with us, he they knew it too. And he called a meeting with the branch manager. And so it 
kind of backfired on him because at the time I was number four out of 19 agents. And, you know, I just, my point was if I'd had any training, what could I have done? And I had already applied right out of college with this bank. I thought banking business may be for me. And um, so um, it was funny. The After they tried to fire me on Friday, the next week the bank called me and I turned in my notice. So I uh, went to work with the bank, told them that I had an insurance license, but they didn't have to keep it. And um, so I was in a mortgage department and ended up writing more mortgage protection than just anybody else. So I still was in the insurance business. Then they, after a while, they transferred me to the over, I was actually, this is a small bank, over the savings department, and it included IRAs, KIOs, SEPs, all that. And then, um, uh, so I could never, I could never get, I thought, now I'm not in the insurance business anymore. And then the president called me up to his office, and um, he um, he said, we need to start, this is kind of like, reminds me of what Bill said, he, he president said he wanted me to get the bank selling annuities and i said sure we can we can do it and um i didn't even know what an annuity was or even how to spell it so. <laughs> <laughs> but i got us going with it and um uh so that's i mean the insurance failed me again and here again the lord had a plan for me through my whole career in my life and he wanted me to be in the insurance business, so I'm so thankful that I am. And and I got to stop and say this too, Brian. You, your leadership is just inspirational, and you're a great father, but you're also a great leader. And thank you for all of that. And thank, I'm just so thankful to be a part of Integrity. So, well, we're uh, I appreciate you saying that, but we're we're thankful that you guys are part of Integrity. And I I love the fact that you said that. You didn't find insurance. Insurance found you, and thank God it did because it's been a great deal for everybody. And and you you've been at Savers essentially your entire career, right? Uh, pretty much. I mean, how did how did so so we heard part of Bill and working in the shed and uh, all of that incredible story. Um, how did how did you first get involved with Savers, and uh, what kept you there all this time? Well. They got my name from a, a one of the, we did business with a lot of banks. We had probably seventy five banks, eighty banks that we were doing business with in North and South Carolina selling annuities. They landed a, the the largest bank in South Carolina, or Savings Loan First Federal, based in Greenville, and so they were looking for somebody to to do that and got my name from a, one of their clients in North Carolina at a bank. We'd been at some conventions together, whatnot, and. Uh, called me and um you know i was I, I interviewed and was a little reluctant to take the job but um i got a new boss at american federal and um he decided that they could combine my job into uh, you know one person doing it and um so they were going to move me to business development and that basically closed the door for me so i took the savers and this was savers life insurance company we were not savers marketing yet and it, it was 1985, they hired Bill Douglas in February and me in March. So we've been together for a long time and have formed a brotherhood. And, uh, you know, it took me a while to find out that his middle name was Campbell. So we really felt like we were connected. And uh, I never knew that. I never well, knew Bill, Douglas, <laughs> Bill Campbell Douglas. And he's got, a, he's got a grandson named Campbell, and i got a granddaughter named Campbell. So we're... <laughs> 
we're pretty right. tight. And but it goes further than that. Um, we we were very successful for a while, Savers Life Insurance Company. But then we've been ha- we started having some problems, and we started losing some banks through mergers and whatnot. So we expanded to the independent agent side of the business with Medicare Supplement, and uh, you know had a great supplement. And matter of fact, Mike White and I had a conversation about it after we become partners. And but anyway, we were were losing money, and we got bought by Standard Management Corporation out of Indianapolis, and that happened in '98. And uh, we uh, actually made an offer back to Standard Management in 2003, and that included Jerry Francis. Jerry was our leader to go forward with the negotiations. He was doing all the all the hard negotiating, and with Bill and I, we'd have meetings and then go forward. So there were four of us that made an offer and bought Savers Marketing back in 2003, and it was uh, Jerry, Debbie Berg, and me and Bill. And then from there... Um, it Jerry decided that he was ready to slow down a little bit. He's still with us and thankful for that. And we hired Matthew Francis, Jerry's son, to come on board and give him time to really get things going. And he really ramrodded our the ACA business for us. And uh, man, what what a great hire he was. And then then he eventually bought Jerry's share out. And then Debbie Bird decided she wanted to get out and. Scott Francis, Matt's brother and Jerry's son, was tired of New York City and traveling, and he decided he wanted a part of us, and and he bought Debbie's share out. And I got to tell you that, gosh, without Matt and Scott, there's no way we would have been as successful as we are today. And I kind of tease them a little bit, though. I said Matt, uh, Matt was the best hire that we ever had. Until we hired Scott, <laughs> <laughs> they, they are they are they are amazing. Those well, Jerry. First of all, Jerry is an amazing person. Absolutely, and it, it, it kind of goes to what I was just talking about about what I want Asher to grow up to be like. I, I don't care what he is, uh, or or Shiloh, my other son. It's just I want them to be good people, right? Kind people. Um, and Jerry and, and his his uh, wife have just raised two amazing boys uh, with Matt and Scott, and uh, and just great leaders. We need to get them on this podcast uh, one day. Absolutely, soon, uh, for sure. We need to get get both of those guys on because they are they are such great people. And and you guys have been kind of living a partnership for for a long time with with all the different partners that you just mentioned. So. Partnership is so important. It's one of our core values. It's one of the the most important things. It's one of the reasons we make every employee a shareholder, uh, and we've just committed to just doing this the right way. And the stronger your team is, the better you can perform, especially when times get a little tough. And that's why partnership is one of, like I said, integrity's core values, and we're so much better working uh, together than we are on our own. I know you would agree with that. Absolutely, I do. And I, I am so grateful and blessed to be a part of Integrity. And I, I just couldn't imagine such a great opportunity. And, and just like I said earlier, you know, I didn't plan this course of my career, but the Lord had his hand in it. And I am so blessed to be a part of this. And going through a mergers before, 
I really wasn't thrilled about the idea when, when it was first presented to me, but gosh, Brian, the first time I met you, I mean, within two minutes, and Eric Peterson was there, and within two minutes, I was I was sold. You had me sold. And then, you know, the other partners that's involved with this, I, I just want to say this to a shout-out to Allentown and John Bettis and Todd Fincher. You guys inspired me. And, you know, I told my wife about it. And you guys, it's because of you, we're doing things to help people in our community from businesses to first responders to churches to individuals. And that's because of you guys. You just don't realize what an impact that you had on me and that got me off my tail and out doing something I needed to do. And I'm just so excited about all the partners we have. I mean, we've, I've developed some great relationships with some of our partners, like Maggie Fleming. Uh, she sent me an Ohio State shirt. I sent her a Clemson shirt before we played and, and <laughs> stuff like that. I mean, it's just great. AC sending me out eight chickens on his Traeger grill. And, I mean, it's just uh, Mike White. I mean, it just goes on and on. What I wish is I wish I was in my 40s because this is so exciting to be a part of something like this and what we're building together. And, man, I'm just, I just wish I wasn't so old. But I'm going strong <laughs> right now. So <laughs> <laughs> You're not old at all. I, I love the fact you brought up Clemson, man. I, uh, I, 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 I have started, like, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan, like, I went to Texas Tech, so I'm, I'm going to always be a Texas Tech fan. But, um, you've gotten me even more excited about Clemson, um, and and I, I love I love humble leaders and what you're talking about here. Um, and you know, I had the chance to meet Dabo Sweeney in New York a couple of years ago. Mike Sheath and Tom, uh, I'm sorry, Tom Sheath and Mike Wingate were, and I were um, at a, a pizza place, um, John's Pizzeria, right there on Times Square, and we're standing there, and all of a sudden. Um, Dabo Sweeney walks by and he's always been somebody I just admired just because of his humility in his faith and uh, and I just said hey Coach Sweeney I just I just want to tell you I'm praying for you and and uh, I don't know why I said that honestly like it, it was just like hey I just want to tell you I'm praying for you and, uh, and and he's just one of those guys whenever he gets up or Trevor Lawrence or some of those guys get up I just sat there and go, man, I just love their conviction. And uh, it was interesting. Uh, you would think seeing a big celebrity like that, he'd go, yeah, thanks, and just walk out as fast as he could. And he stopped, and he walked over and shook my hand and started asking me about me. And and he said, is this your wife? And started talking to Robin. But, you know, he started talking to her about she used to be a second-grade school teacher. And he was just such a humble person. Uh, and just such a good person. We talked there for several, I mean, quite a while, uh, honestly, for several minutes. And I remember, like, the guys I was at the bar with there were like, how did you, like, start talking to him? I was like, I just told him, hey, man, I'm praying for you. I hope you, you know, good luck to you or whatever. And he just started talking to me. And, and that's what, man, I, I think I, I think of, of you as well like that, Brad. I, I love how humble and, and grateful you are, just that zeal for life, that zest for life, and and uh, uh, that you personally have, and even built after building a remarkably successful career, 
and you're still learning from others and and just like others you're you know, you're learning from them but you're also helping teach them the ways to to continue to to grow and so just like your your uh, your buddy Dabo Sweeney and, and Clemson football uh which and they they've got a chance to do something special this year as as always um we are um Man, we just appreciate uh, your humility and your service and just just your kindness, my friend. Really appreciate that. Well, th- thank you, Brian. I appreciate you. Appreciate everybody. And, and uh, I buy six tickets a year, so I've made the offer to <laughs> I've made it to Hunter White and Brian. I've made it to you. So if anybody wants to come to see, come to Tiger Town, please let me know because uh, we uh, we'd love to have you here and. Um, a couple of things I just I, I just can't thank everybody enough for the the friendship and the camaraderie that we have and and you know I will say this and, and Dabo is an inspiration and um but a couple of things I saw the other day and some of I've shared this with some of you already but um it was a scientist that uh, correlated numbers to the alphabet. And I've, I'm subscribed that you can't give more than 100%. There's not 110 out there to give. 100 is all you can do. But all of us are have hard work. We have an ethic of hard work. And so you put the numbers to the, numbers to the words, to the alphabet, and hard work, I find this very interesting. Hard work adds up to be 98%. And then knowledge... That adds up to be 96%. But to get to 100% is attitude. Attitude equals 100%. So I think we all have all of this. We all work hard. We have a knowledge of what we're doing. And our attitude is what gets us there. Wow. Brad, no one could ever question your attitude, and you could never achieve all the I think you've achieved in your life without such a positive outlook. Um, my friend, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being you. Thank you for your positive attitude and your encouraging spirit um, and for all your your um, your hard work. I, I agree. You, you only can do 100%, right? And, uh, man, what a great show today. Appreciate you, Brad. I love you. We're rooting for the Tigers. I, I, Texas Tech has no prayer to get there. Uh, so, <laughs> so when it comes down to playoffs, uh, I like Ohio State too for the simple fact that my good friends at um, at, at uh, Nice Lash of Plumbing, Tom and Maggie, are both Ohio State graduates, but we're also rooting for you guys. So I got to tell you, thank you, brother, for, for blessing us today. Thank um, you, Brian. Appreciate I appreciate the opportunity, man. Hope everybody has a blessed day. And uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, talk to you guys all tomorrow. God bless you guys.